ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Voice podcast. And today is going to be our first podcast about being fit. So, a while back, I added into our description of the podcast that we will be talking about fitness. So today I want to talk to you guys about setting realistic fitness goals, okay, and how to achieve those goals. As somebody who used to be very skinny with really no muscles other than some, you know, ab definition, not necessarily a strong core or super defined abs, I did have showing abs. And I did have a good baseline to build a chest. Like, I obviously didn't have a chest, but you could see that if I were to work out the chest, I would build a a good chest. So, what uh, has ended up happening is I've been on a five-year journey of weightlifting and working out. And if you take a look at my Instagram, LoganLock79, you'll see pictures from me back when I was younger There's a specific post I did make a while ago where I showed two pictures of me back in the beginning of high school and a middle school time all the way to like now and like how much my body is transformed. Now you might look at it and say there's a huge transformation, but this guy doesn't look like a Chris Hemsworth or a Chris Evans um, in terms of like physique. And the thing is, you guys got to understand, these fitness models, men or women, they're not attainable. You see, these men and women that make money off of how they look, they're not natural. A, they have to look that good all year round, meaning they have to take steroids, meaning that they have to be on unrealistic diets, and... Also, their training is probably on levels that you can't maintain. So, when it comes to having a realistic physique, what should you look for? Well, let's take somebody like me, for example. I am a leaner guy. I wouldn't say that I'm an ectomorph, which is somebody that has a hard time gaining weight and muscle. I would say I'm more of a mesomorph. However, I do have a problem gaining weight. I have been 115 pounds for many years, okay? And regardless of how much muscle I seem to be getting or uh, gaining, I do not really gain any weight at all. And... I am very confused as to why. Now, when it comes to gaining muscle, some people are going to have an easier time than not. If you are somebody that is having a harder time gaining muscle, for you, I would recommend eating more and working out as hard as you can as often as you can, because I know not everybody's schedules are exactly tailored to working out. You are going to have to make time to work out. That's at the end of the day. If you really want a good looking body, you're going to have to set aside time to work out. I'm about to start college here in a few days and I'm going to be working and I'm still going to be weightlifting. I'm still going to be working out. I don't care if I you know, don't have a hell of a lot of time, I will find a way to make it work. That's what I do. That's what everybody that works out has to do. 
So if you're having a hard time building muscle, you're going to want to, you know, make sure you have more protein in your diet. That doesn't mean go out and buy chicken breasts. Of course, you could, you know, get peanut butter. You could eat, you know, meat whenever, you know, you can. Just try to get as much protein into your diet as you realistically can. I'm not going to tell you to go out there and buy like 50,000 chicken breasts and eat them all within, you know, a span of three days and have like five meals a day. I'm not going to tell you to do that, okay? Just get as much protein realistically based upon how much money you make and also work out as much as you can depending on how much free time you can work out. And, you know, you're not going to, and I'm not going to lie to you, you're not going to look like a Chris Hemsworth, you're not going to look like a Chris Evans, but you can be the best version of yourself. And if that means that you get a little bit of extra muscle, maybe not exactly what you're hoping to get, that's all you really need. Because at the end of the day, any progress is better than no progress, okay? Now, if you're somebody having a hard time losing uh, weight, you're going to want to be on a deficit, okay? You're going to want to consume less calories, but that doesn't mean starve yourself to death, okay? There's always a misconception that when people say you need to lose weight, you need to, like, starve yourself or, like, eat next to nothing. You still want to get a good amount of calories taken in, and I, when I say calories, I don't mean, like, shit food. Obviously, everything good in moderation if you're weightlifting at all and you're fit, it's always okay to have some sweets. Just make sure you do it in moderation and make sure that your workout, um, if you do eat, you know, unhealthy stuff or drink unhealthy stuff, that your workout is tailored to burning off all those extra calories. So that, like, you need to be able to enjoy life and weight lift because if you're not enjoying yourself and you're always eating healthy all the time, there's no point in being fit because there's nothing fun about it. You can still, like me, I still have soda, you know, a few times a week, um, or I might eat unhealthy a few times out of the week, but I'm not doing that all the time. I'm trying to be as healthy as I can while at the same time eating unhealthy at a realistic level so that way I can enjoy my life. I can have the best of both worlds, and I've done a pretty good job with it, you know, thus far. Um, and like I said, everybody's results are going to be different. You're not, you know, you're not going to work out and have the same results as somebody else that maybe looks, you know, shredded and lean. Like, let me take this for example. I'm shredded and my muscles are very visible and they're impressive, but at the same time, I'm not a, I'm not a big guy, right? So me, I can build muscle, but I can't get big. And that's my only downfall. I'm not going to be a big dude. I have a small frame. My genetic potential was not built, you know, for being big. I have muscle. I am shredded. I look great. But at the same time, I'm not going to be a big guy. That's just how my genetics are. That's just how life has dealt me my hand. And I have to deal with it. That's just how it is. Now, for some people, you know, if you have a hard time losing weight, like I said, you're going to have to eat less. You're going to have to eat healthier. You can still eat unhealthy, but make sure it's maybe like once or twice a week as opposed to like four or five days out of the week. If you're going to eat anything unhealthy, do it maybe a few times a week. Eat healthy for the rest of the week. Um, as healthy as you can and cut down the calories. You need to cut it down to a realistic amount. And I'm not going to say specific numbers because everybody weighs a different amount. Um, and of course, if you're not sure, you could consult with a doctor about how many calories you should be consuming to start losing weight. And of course, if you want to eat something unhealthy, like I said, you can just make sure if you're somebody that has a hard time losing weight or losing fat, you want to eat that at a less 
uh, likely interval. Like somebody like me who can literally eat McDonald's five days out of the week, I won't gain a single pound. For me, I could eat unhealthy more often than somebody that gains weight like within a few days by having like, you know, a few unhealthy things, right? Our differences of how much unhealthy stuff we can eat would be different. I can eat more unhealthy than that person and you can still eat unhealthy. Just make sure you're cutting it down and make sure your calories are also being cut down. So that way you can start to work out and lose that weight and stuff, but still enjoy your life. Cause I'm not, you know, going to give you fitness advice to ruin your life. And when you're in the gym, I like to do this thing, pushing till failure. Basically, instead of setting a rep count or a set count, right? I don't do that. I literally work out. Like I, I, I get a certain weight class, uh, for like weightlifting, I'll do a weight that challenges me and I will just go as much as I can until my body gives out. I don't care if, you know, what the number is or the sets. I just push till my body gives out because some days your body might give out sooner than other days, depending on how rested it is, uh, what your, you know, do you have any injuries or not? Um, is your muscles fatigued from the previous day or stuff? Like there are reasons as to why maybe one day you'll perform better than another day. That happens in weightlifting. It doesn't mean you're getting weaker or that you're getting stronger. It just depends on your body circumstances and like how it's feeling in the moment that you're working out. So you, uh, me, I push till failure. You could choose to do get more reps or get more sets and then increase the weight once you're satisfied with how many reps and sets you have with a certain weight class. You could do that or you could just do what I do, get a weight class that challenges you and then just lift weights until your muscles give out and then move on to the next exercise and muscle group until they give out. And that's kind of just how I go, right? Um, I do set a time limit for myself. However, when it comes to like weightlifting, I will set a 30 minute timer to lift 40 pound dumbbells. And for that entire 30 minutes, I'm weightlifting 40 pound dumbbells and I alternate between each, each arm. So when I weightlift one arm till uh, it fails, I switch over to the next arm. Then when that fails, I get up, get a quick drink of water, sit back down and go at it again. And that's how I continue throughout the 30 minutes. Um, and in between each workout, I'll take like maybe a five minute break because I'm lifting heavy for a long amount of time, right? Consistently. So like when I get done with my weightlifting for 30 minutes, I'm not really having any break time in between. The only break I get is when one arm is not lifting the dumbbell and when I get up to get a quick drink and sit right back down. There's not really much break time and my, and I get that little drink of water because I need my arms to, you know, and my muscles to stay hydrated as much as possible when I'm doing this because I'm literally weightlifting till my arms give out with each set I do for each arm and I need my body to have some you know fluids in it to be able to keep me going because if I do and I have tried it before doing the same process without drinking water between each set for each arm I tend to not be able to lift the weight as long, but whenever I take a drink of water, I can get a few more reps in than when I don't have any water in after those, uh, those two sets for each arm, because basically I'll start off lifting with the right arm. When it gives out, I switch over to the left arm that gives out. I get a drink of water, sit back down, go back to the right arm, then to the left and repeat. And if I don't drink, if I don't drink water, I can't lift up the, the dumbbell as much. Like I can't get as many reps in, but whenever I do get the drink of water, I can get more reps in and therefore allows me to build, I guess, a little bit more strength on that, um, to get a few more reps in with that little drink of water. And I don't take like a big gulp of water. I mean, I take a little sip. That's all I need. 
And then when I'm done with that, I'll go to triceps. I'll do about five sets of that, push till failure. I'll put the 40-pound dumbbell behind my head and I'll lift it, um, lift it up as many times as I can. I'll put it down, uh, which I like to call tricep extensions. And then, of course, I will do um, tricep dips after uh, – well, I do three sets out of the five doing um, my tricep extensions with a 40-pound weight behind my – uh, back and lifting it up till I fail. Then I'll grab two 20 pound dumbbells and I'll do the same thing, except I'll lay down on the bench with 20 pounds in each hand instead of the one 40 pound dumbbell using both arms. And I will, uh, lift those till failure. So I'll do that for three sets. Then I'll do my tricep extent extensions with a 40 pound dumbbell. And then for the last two sets, I'll put on a 20 pound weight vest and do tricep dips until failure. And that's what I do for my tricep workout. And I, always keep it to five sets, but I always work to failure between each set. So instead of increasing the sets or increasing the amount of reps I do, I just go till my muscles give out because when your muscles give out, in, in this is how I think about it in my mind. Once your muscles give out, you've already given it your max. Like when you cannot push yourself up or lift the weight anymore, you get halfway or you don't even, you aren't even able to get it up at all. That's when you know that you've maxed it out because I look at, you know, maxing out, um, and not counting the reps or the amount of sets can equal literally the same thing because sure, you're probably lifting more than you did last time. That in theory is at least what I'm thinking. I'm lifting it, you know, about, you know, the same as somebody that's actually trying to go for a specific goal. But instead of me worried about the numbers and like, Oh, I just need to get one more. I'm focusing on making sure my muscle literally is tired out. You know, because sure, when you have the numbers in your head, it starts to create pressure on you. Like this is why I look at the whole like keeping track of like the numbers sort of as like a downfall, because when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to get 12 reps this time, your muscles, it's like the pressure in your brain starts to make your muscles feel weaker. I have been able to like do 15 reps with 40 pound dumbbells. Okay. 15 solid reps. Okay. And it's because I'm not thinking about a number. I'm just going until my body just says I can't do this anymore. And I realize every time I think, I even tested it. I was like, I went from uh, 15, okay, 15 reps. At least I assume it was 15 reps, um, full extension, to 10 from thinking about it to not thinking about it. And here's the thing. I was not the one doing the counting, that's why I just decided to sit down and do it and have somebody else count for me. So all I was thinking about is, okay, we're going to go until my arm can't lift the weight anymore. My friend will be the one counting the reps. So I was like, okay, how many reps did I do? And it was like 15. I was like, cool. So the next time I did it, I was doing it by myself at my home gym. And I was like, okay, let me do this and let me count to 15 reps. I only got to like 10, yeah, 10, 10 reps. I was thinking maybe 11, but then I remembered, no, I was 10. I got to about 10 reps. And I came to a conclusion that, at least for me personally, that by me setting a goal in my head, it made my muscles give out sooner, 
rather than just weightlifting until my arms say, I can't do this anymore. Because you are, you, since you have a goal set, it's like when you're running and you're thinking about how much longer you have to go, you get more tired when you think about if it's like, if there's still a good ways left, you get more tired just by thinking about it. So that's why I don't think about how many reps I'm trying to do or counting how many reps that I'm trying to do. That's why I just, I do it until I get tired and I can't do it anymore. It just makes it so that way I can get more reps out of it than thinking about it and then getting more tired because I'm thinking about it. For me personally, anyways, that that works. Like I said, you can do either or. Spend too much time talking about the whole rep sets thing. Okay. So, now that we got that out of the way, okay? So, what did we cover? Dieting. Do it based upon how much money you make. And, of course, do you build muscle? Is it hard for you to gain weight, lose weight? It's different for everybody. Eat as healthy as you can, regardless of where you are on the spectrum. But if you're somebody that has a hard time gaining weight, eat more and get more protein in. And if you're somebody that has a hard time losing weight... You can still eat unhealthy regardless of, you know, what, you know, if you're an ectomorph, endomorph, and mesomorph, just make sure that you balance it to what you are able to burn off. So, like I said, if you're an endomorph, you're somebody that, like, you know, you can't burn off fat or calories that easily or weight, eat unhealthy less, eat less to at least a reasonable amount. Don't starve yourself, just eat less, though, so that way it's just easier to burn off the fat, and then you know, eat healthy more. So we've covered, um, basically what I'm going to call it realistic dieting and, um, kind of my workout routine, right. For at least the bodybuilding portion. So let's talk about, uh, core workouts. Okay. Because I know a lot of girls and guys like to have six pack abs or a defined core girls, more so flat stomach, but still. So The main myth about working out your core is that the more core exercises you do, the more visible your muscles become. That is a a fallacy, okay? So you working out your core just makes your core stronger. It doesn't make it more visible. Your body fat percentage is what makes your core more visible. Now, like I said earlier on at the beginning of this podcast, when I was starting to work out, like before I even had lifted a weight a day in my life, I had visible abs. My core, however, was not that strong, but my abs were still visible. Everybody has abs. Now, genetically, depending on if you have a four pack, a six pack, an eight pack, or somehow a 10 pack, um... You know, depending on what you have depends on your genetics. And there are people out there that don't have very good looking abs. There are people out there that their abs don't even look like they exist. Everybody has abs, but your genetics are going to depend on how your muscle stitching is. Um, But if you want a core, you're going to want your body fat percentage to be close to low single digits, maybe single digits if you can. I wouldn't suggest going too far below 10%, maybe 9%. But I wouldn't push it too, too low, at least for health reasons, because, you know, body fat to regulate hormones, you know, don't go too, too far down. Um, But when it comes down to um, abs, your body fat percentage has got to get down low and working out your abs only increases the strength of your core. It does not make them more visible. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Now, core exercises, what can you do? Well, there's a lot of really bad core exercises that you can follow online, okay? Like, I mean some really bad core exercises. Um, a core exercise video that I would follow is by bodybuilding.com. 
and it is a about a 10 minute video and it has a ex or uh, yeah ex NFL player in it and this woman she basically has you go through multiple exercises and there each exercise is for 20 seconds and you go through it two times and during those 20 seconds you get as many reps of that exercise as you can so for instance like Russian twists or you'll be doing um You'll be doing like a scissor V sit sort of where like you move your legs, you know, across each other and back out, um, except you're holding like a um, you're holding the tension in your core. So you're flexing your core the entire time you do these exercises. And for me personally, this worked and might not work for you, but I'd give it a go if there's any core exercise video that I can personally testify works. The bodybuilding, the channel's name is bodybuilding.com and it's about a little over 10 minutes uh, long. That video, I can personally tell you, worked for me. My core looks amazing. So for me personally, I would suggest that one if you're going to follow it. Now, for uh, exercises that I personally would suggest. Russian twists, I would suggest if you are able to do a full rotation. So when you do a Russian twist, right, you're like in a V-sit stance and you're twisting your arms around your body. So imagine if you had a medicine ball and you're going like side to side. It's kind of like that, except you want to get a full extension to each side and that'll work out the obliques. And it, it, it will burn. It will burn. And I think it's a really good one um, as well. Crunches is another good one. Um, except I prefer if you're going to do crunches, instead of doing like full crunches, do shorter length crunches. So lay down on the ground, get your knees pointed up and bring like your feet in closer to your butt. But leave a little room, obviously, and touch your heels in my opinion, that is the best crunch because when you do a full sit-up, a lot of that tension is taken off of your core, believe it or not. Because when you're sitting up more in a vertical, like, you know, area, like, that, that, all that tension in your core is released. But if you lay down straight and then you, you know, lift up a little bit to touch your heels and then back down, as you do that rapidly, you'll start to feel, feel your core get very tired and tense very easily. It's very effective. I've always enjoyed this from when I did it in PE class to doing it in the video as well. I think it's very effective, but then again, not every exercise is going to work for everybody. We're all different, but I would definitely do those two. Um, another one that I would suggest um, is plank. Now, if you're somebody that's a bigger person, plank is a difficult thing to do, but once the plank starts to become easy, you can do like different variations of the plank. Um, you can eventually get it to a point where, um, I don't do different versions of the plank. I normally just do the, the normal one, but I'm, uh, pretty sure at one point you can do like a one-handed plank. I think I've seen somebody do a one-handed plank. Um, but there is different ways to go about doing planks, but I would just say do a plank. Um, if you're a lighter person do like me doing planks doesn't necessarily help you really. Cause you know, you're, you're lighter. Um, so if you're a lighter person, I would say get a weight vest on. Okay, go to like a park or whatever and get uh, like a straight bar and hang by the bar and start to lift your legs all the way up to like your head 
as high as you can get it and then back down fully and just keep rotating that and that'll fucking work wonders. The reason I say that if you're a lighter person, because if you're a heavier person and you're just starting out core workouts, I wouldn't expect you to be able to go to the park, get onto a bar and then start lifting your legs all the way up to your head and back down. Because if you're heavier, you probably have more body fat on you than a skinnier person. But once you get more to like a, an area where you can do that, you can, you can as well get to that area. I'm just being realistic with you. Like, I, this is one thing with this fitness, like advice that I'm going to give you guys or like, you know, talking about like, you know, starting like fitness. Um, I'm going to be real with you guys. And if you get offended by what I said, I'm just telling you the truth. Like the facts do not care about your feelings. You can say this in many ways in life, but it's true. If you don't listen to the facts, you're not going to get a change. You're not going to have a difference. Okay. So yeah, just saying that right now, just going to lay it out there. Okay. Moving on. So we're done core. We're done arms. What about back? Back is a really interesting um, it's very new to me because I've only been doing back for about a month and a half now, but push pull for the back is very important. I am somebody that likes to go to the gym and I like the pull machine where you can rack up as much weight as you need. And you literally pull this rope with like two handlebars and you pull it all the way back. Oh, it's so great. But at my house, I don't have that. I have a leg machine attached to the bottom of my bench. And what I do is there's two handlebars. So I'll load it up as much as I can go and I'll lift, I'll grab onto the handlebars and I'll pull back. It's basically the same motion other than the fact that it's wider than when you do it with the, uh, the, the machine at the gym, because the pull machine at the gym, um, when you're holding the bar, right, it's not a wide bar, like at least for mine, like the handles are really close. So your arms are relatively close to your torso. But when I'm doing it at home, since the handlebars go out wide, kind of like a bike, when I pull back, it's working like my upper back rather than my mid back. So for like my mid back, what I do is I'll take like 30 pound dumbbells and I will pull like the same motion, except I'll do it closer to my body. So when I'm pulling up the 30 pound dumbbells, like I'm leaning forward and I'm pulling them up straight all the way back. I keep the dumbbells closer to my body. So that way I'm getting more of that contraction towards like the central part of my back, as opposed to like, you know, the outer parts of the back, like near the shoulder, um, and whatnot. So that's how I kind of solved the two there. Like I use the wider stance for like the upper back. And then I use the dumbbells for like more of like the mid back area. Um, so that's what I do. And I really only do those two things for back back. You can't get super creative on a lot of it is just push pull stuff like back. You can't get super duper creative on. It's not like other muscle groups that you can, um, and legs. So for legs, you can do a lot of different things. Bulgarian squats are great, um, for building your legs, especially if you do pulsating Bulgarian squats. And for those of you that don't know what Bulgarian squats are, so basically you put your foot up on a bench and then you go into a lunge position with that one foot up on the bench. You grab two dumbbells to obviously, you know, counteract the weight and keep you balanced and you do a squat. You go down, you bend your knee, you come back up. I like to do the pulsating squat because this means you go up, down, up, down, up, down. Like you're going very rapidly. You're not getting a full extension. However, you are getting the burn on your thighs very, 
very easily from it. And yeah, it can make you sick to your stomach, but it's a very effective workout. Another thing I love is weighted leg extensions. So basically, like a leg machine at the gym, you load it up with weight and you just lift with your thighs. I'm able to lift like 125 pounds with my thighs alone. That's pretty impressive for me anyway. I mean, if you saw me in person and you saw how big I was, you'd be like, yeah, that's pretty impressive for you. Like I said, I'm 115 pounds alone. Being able to live 125 pounds, that's like, what, 10 more pounds over my body weight? And that's only my thighs. That's not even counting my hamstrings. That's all thighs. So, you know, I do that. Um, I don't work out my calves so much because I do a lot of running. And on top of that, you know, my calves are already, by default, I have good calves. Like, I don't need to work out my calves to have them defined. Um... So yeah, there is a, you know, I don't do that. I don't work out everything on my body. I work out my back, my triceps, my biceps. I do work out the chest. I work out my obliques, my abs. I work out my thighs. Um, and I believe that's it. <laughs> that That's all I really work out. I don't work out like the delts and everything. Like I don't do sumos. I don't do deadlifts. You know, I don't do like, you know, barbell squats. Like I don't do all that stuff. Like it's just not for me. Like, it's not what, it's not needed for what I'm trying to do. Like, my fitness goal was to have visible muscle and to look shredded. I completed that goal. I look shredded and I have visible muscle. Now all I do is maintain that or push myself to maybe get a little bit more back muscle and leg muscle. That's what I'm doing right now is trying to get back, uh, more back and leg muscle. But when it comes to my biceps, my triceps, my chest, my core, I'm pretty happy with how I look. Just need a few things in those few different spots. Now, um, last but not least, muscle stitching, okay? Um, so muscle stitching, what the fuck is that? So muscle stitching is basically how your muscles look when you work out. A lot of the time you're going to realize once you start to have your muscle, you know, your muscles visibly be, you know, seeable or visible, um, you're going to notice that your muscles seem to be uneven or that, you know, one side's bigger than the other. You know, I've heard girls use the analogy that one of their boobs is bigger than the other. This is kind of the same thing when it comes to like your muscle groups in general. I have one pectoral that's bigger than the other one. My left pectoral is much bigger and more, um, I would say defined than my, uh, my right one. I work them both the same. And yet one's bigger than the other. And if you look at the muscle stitching, it explains why. When I lift up my arms and you see like the curvature of where the muscle is and like how it goes up into like the middle of the chest, like where the center of the ribs would come together, like you can see the difference of the muscle sizing on the two. And it doesn't matter how much I work out one side or the other. That's just how they were built. That's just how they are on your body. And they're not going to be even. Same thing when it comes to my biceps on my right and left. My right bicep looks more impressive than my left one. However, my left bicep and my right bicep I work out the same. If not, I work my left bicep out more. Same thing when it comes to the triceps. My left triceps more visible and much more, um, it's much more visible and it's much more bigger in size, in my opinion, than my right one. Both are visible, both are impressive, but the left one's clearly the more dominant one. Same thing when it comes to my abs. I would say the right side of my abs is the more dominant side than my left side. Mainly on the middle ab because my middle ab on the left side looks like it's got this big old fucking crease in it. As opposed to the right one, which just looks like a big square block. Okay, maybe it's not square, but you know what I'm saying. Like, 
Um, and then when it comes to my legs, like both of my legs are really defined. I would say I have more striations on the left side, but the right side definitely looks like it pops out more. So like I said, muscle stitching is going to be something that will drive you insane because you're going to think that you're not working out one arm or one part of the body more than the other. Look, your muscles are not going to be symmetrical. They're never going to be symmetrical. Your body is not designed to be symmetrical. You're going to have one side bigger than the other on some part of your muscle group that you work out. Same thing. Like I said, when girls say one boob is bigger than the other one, or maybe one's lopsided compared to the other one, it's because your muscles are stitched together that way. It's not something you can fix with how much you work out. It's not something you can fix even really with surgery. That's just how your muscles are. That's just how you were born. You can't really fix that sort of thing. So what have we covered today? Well, we've covered realistic dieting. We've covered some workouts, things that I do personally that work for me telling you guys you can try it if you want i'm not telling you it's going to work for you it may it may not another thing that i would uh that i would do for your fitness goal look at yourself in the mirror and say what can i realistically attain wait i'm gonna be real with you if you're somebody that weighs like 400 pounds okay you know and you're looking really big and you have a lot of fat on you you're not going to look like Kylie Jenner, okay? You're you're not you're not going to look like a really skinny girl, but you can be the better version of yourself. You could get yourself down to 200 pounds, build some muscle, and feel happy about that progress. But at the end of the day, you have to put in the work. I'm not going to tell you you're going to look like a supermodel. I'm not going to tell you you're going to look good. I mean, you're going to have saggy skin and stuff, but look, you can still change how you look. You can. I, I, I was able to change how I looked. Yes, I look good now. And it's a lot easier to tell people when you look good and you're confident with how you look. It's a lot easier to tell people that they can do it too. But trust me, every person that looks good at one point, especially when we're talking about realistically looking good, we all start from a place of insecurity. We all start from a place of either being too big or too small. For me, that was being too small. Imagine being a 20-year-old man right now, me. I have muscle. I look great, but I still wish I was bigger, but I've accepted that's just not how I am. And you know, as a guy, being big, tall, those are things you strive to want to have. Unfortunately for me, I'm 5'7". I'm not the tallest guy in the book. That's okay. I understand. You know, even in the dating game, I understand. Most girls, you know, they tend to have like this idea of, you know, six foot guys, you know, I'd like to date them. Not every girl's like that, but quite a few girls like the six foot preference. I'm not going to fit the preference. It is what it is, but I'm confident with who I am and how I look. I know the effort that I've put in to look how I look. It's just not going to be for everybody. And to think that working out and looking good is going to get you the dream partner you want. If you want to work out to try to get girls or to get a boyfriend or something, I'm going to tell you guys right now, working out doesn't get you all of that. Sure, as a girl, it might benefit you finding a partner more so than it would a guy. You can be a great looking guy. That doesn't mean the girls want to be with you. Okay, that's just honestly how it is. And like I said, if we ever want to talk about dating or something. I could do that for you guys, you know, just give you my honest opinions about what I do know and personal experiences, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, fitness is all about your personal strive to better yourself. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to gain some muscle? I'm not telling you that by doing these things, you're going to look like the hottest person on the planet. 
You might just look like the average Joe. But look, if you're working out and you're working really hard and you're putting in the effort, okay, that's all that matters. You're being the best version of yourself. You cannot the the goal that you set is for you. The bad, like if you're working out to get a girlfriend, no, that's the wrong mentality. Or if you're working out to get a guy, that's the wrong mentality. Because what you think is the prize at that point is getting a relationship out of your hard work. That's not it. Weightlifting, working out is not about trying to make people see you as more attractive. It's about you bettering yourself. If you're not working out to better yourself and how you feel about yourself, then don't work out. Don't do it. Because it, it, you're going into it with the wrong mindset. Okay? It's about you. What you want for yourself. Okay? I wanted to have muscles. I wanted to look better. I wanted to look bigger. I accomplished the best that I could. And I still can do better. And I'm striving for that. And I'm doing it in a realistic manner. I'm not looking at people and saying, Damn, I want to be Chris Evans. I'm not going to be Chris Evans. I could work out all my life. I could work out harder than anybody else. I'm not going to look like Chris Evans. His biological makeup is different than mine. You've got to be the best version of yourself. That's all you can do. And I'm not going to lie to you. Okay? Bodybuilding, working out will come with its own downfalls. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you might not think you're good enough one day. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're just going to question yourself a lot. It will happen. It's happened to me. But you got to stay mentally strong. That's the most important thing. Mentally, you've got to be strong. You've got to be dedicated. you got to know what you're striving for. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it from me on this first fitness podcast. I'm coming from you guys from a personal standpoint, okay? I'm not giving you factual data or anything because, look, I'm not going to sit here and give you factual data and shit. It might not even matter to you, okay? I'm just going to tell you some basic things, okay? I'm not selling you anything. I'm not making you pay for this information. I'm not making you pay for my personal advice or my personal, you know, um, yeah, it's just personal advice. But I'm not giving you a, you know, whole, like, if you work out and you pay for this program, you'll get these results. I'm not promising you any sort of results. I'm being realistic with you. If you set a realistic goal for yourself to lose some weight, to gain some muscle, you can. You're not going to look like Chris Evans. You're not going to look like Beyonce or whoever idol you look up to on Instagram. You're not going to be them. You're not going to look half as hot as them. Hell, I don't look half as hot as the people I want to look like. But guess what? I'm happy with how I look. And that's all it should be about. You want to be the best version of yourself. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. You can't expect to be somebody else. You can only be you. Same thing with personality. Be the best version of yourself. Strive for a goal that is realistic. Not to look like a supermodel. To build some muscle in a certain area of your body. To lose some weight in a certain area of your body. Do everything you can. When you diet, don't starve yourself. And don't stop eating unhealthy completely 100%. Eat unhealthy at the range that is beneficial to you. You have a hard time losing weight and fat? Eat unhealthy maybe once or twice a week at max. And make sure when you do eat unhealthy, you're not overdoing it. No five sodas. Maybe two max. Okay? Maybe two max. 
That way you can enjoy your life, but you can stay focused on keeping your fitness goal. If you're somebody that has a hard time gaining weight, a little bit of unhealthy stuff for you, like maybe three times a week or so would do you some justice on bulking up a little bit. And then of course, if you want to get shredded, you're going to have to focus on not eating as much. Don't starve yourself, but don't eat as much. So that way your body fat percentage can go down and your muscles can be more visible. If you just want to get bigger, bulk the fuck up, (laughs) you know, just bulk up, get them calories in. Okay. I'm not going to tell you to stop eating unhealthy food 100%. I'm not going to tell you to eat healthy 100%. You need to do what's beneficial to you and how your body operates. If you, like I said, we're all in different spots, but you have to be able to decipher, okay, I have a hard time losing weight, so I'll eat unhealthy uh, this day a week or this many times a week, right? And I will only eat this and then I'll eat healthy and eat a little bit less so that way I can lose some, you know, fat. Like, you know, it's not just about running and stuff. Like I said, when it comes to losing weight, you have to do it with a mixture of dieting and working out. You have to do it with a mixture. You can't just do one or the other. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, if you want to, you know, be healthy, that also means mentally as well. Um, and not just physically, if you can't keep your mental health in check while you're trying to get physically healthy, that can cause a whole nother set of problems where you start to work out or diet on an extreme level and you don't want that either. So like I said, be realistic when you set a goal for yourself and not only set a realistic goal for yourself on working out and what you want your body to look like, but also when it comes to your dieting. That's the most important thing I can give. I gave some examples as to what I do personally to work out and get the physique that I got. And you can either do some of the things I did or you could look up, do some research. And I suggest do some really good research and do other things that you think will work out for you better. Okay? But remember, people that are trying to sell you programs and stuff, their shit might not work for you. They're just trying to get your money. I'm just being realistic with you, and this is all free. So, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all in the next one.